Is that clearer? Uh, the reason it's quiet is because this is the first <laughs> the first time we've appeared on the new rig. Oh, let's make my face appear, shall we? Uh, oh. Hello. Is is it happening? Is that clear? Is the sound better? Uh, is is what's going on? Yeah, everyone's deafened now. Marvelous. Good. Let's um let's go big face. <laughs> hello, hello everyone. Um Crikey Mikey. Welcome. I had to see you oh, I haven't I've clearly knocked my mic a little bit. Let's just lower that down there. How's that? Is that a bit better? New framing, hooray! Um, sound is better, everything is better, people are here, 40 people are here, hello everyone, uh, welcome, welcome to Railnatter, it's the first one with just me in ages, um, yeah, um, welcome, I have water, uh, because I'm incredibly dehydrated at the moment, uh, Romy Adekrat, uh, asks us to take a moment to appreciate how well Rail Blue, BR Blue worked on the, um, <laughs> on the class 76s yeah, well yeah yeah um i have i well i've been busy with work and various bits and pieces um how's lockdown going for everyone this it's a more relaxed chat yes i should be drinking tea but i didn't have time to make it i've made a curry that i can't eat it's downstairs hello everyone um pleasure to have you all along for it's going to be a more relaxed rail matter again we're, we're, we're here among friends um Hello to everyone who's joined. Uh, yeah, I, I, this is the new rig. Uh, hopefully you're not noticing any difference, frankly. Although currently I have got, uh, let's see, in the background, paused, is Red Dead Redemption. That wouldn't have worked on the old machine for me to also be broadcasting. So, uh, hence the moustache as well. Uh, I just, I shaved this morning, uh, I shaved earlier and I thought, let's... Uh, Let's uh, let's get the old uh, let's get the old porn stash on the go. Uh, it's getting trimmed uh, later this evening. Don't worry. Uh, I'll be I'll be humorously trimming it to make it look as if the the non-live rail matter that goes out next week um, is somehow in a different time. Although I'll probably be wearing the same t-shirt anyway. Oh, so the setup has changed, which means the the pre presentations over there. The comments are over here. I have three screens now because I did have a third screen, but it's got a big scratch on it, which I thought would be bad. As it happens, it's not actually that bad. So I'm going to use that as a tertiary screen over there, which is fine, which means my rail matter setup when I have guests is much better. Oh, am I drinking a good IPA? No, sadly not. No booze at all for me tonight. I'm uh, firmly on the water. Hmm. Right. Uh, will this be another... 2030 finish. No, we're going to be we're going to be timely and finish this one in a sensible time. Uh, uh, there we go. And uh, yeah, no mustache. Sorry, that was a that was a orange is the new black reference. Let's have a let's. What, what are people saying? So yeah, uh, looks like a, a, looks like uh, looks a lot like mutton chops. No, 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 no. I've done. I've I've had mutton chops before, and um, let's not go there. Let's not make this about my facial hair. Uh, Simon Fisher is already trolling us, talking about 1500 DC being the future. Um, James, I don't know if you're being sarcastic about my monitor uh, anecdote. Was it really that tedious? Uh, sorry, I'll do better for chat banter. For like, I can't. I haven't had to me banter for ages. I've had guests to bounce off and grin about, and you know, other people's wit and and 
cleverness to, to ride on. Uh, right, before we kick off properly, let's just do this. Uh, because uh, it's only fair that we say we are... No, no, gosh, that's not worked. Uh, retweet, comment. We... Oh, Twitter, come on. We are live. Go. <laughs> anyway, right. So tonight we are talking about uh, we're talking about the Woodhead route. Uh, this is something I wanted to talk about for a while. Uh, one of my overall bugbears. Um, wait a minute. How's the how's the lighting, by the way? Is that is that is that too bleachy? Yeah, it's maybe a bit bleachy, isn't it? Let's uh, let's go like that. That seems to be nice. I've got the the lamp in a slightly different place to illuminate us in a slightly better way. Let's do that. That's quite good, actually. I think. Anyway. Um, so we're going to talk about the Woodhead route tonight. Uh, yeah, and um, hopefully everything is going to run smoothly and hopefully all the sound is going to work and hopefully this sound is going to work and indeed hopefully the video is going to work. In any case, welcome to tonight's Rail Natter. it fades out you get come back to my horrible face how upsetting for everyone um the the, the intercity 250 which is even more beautiful than the than the swallow livery 225 there has been bouncing around twitter at the moment um i think daniel of the beauty of transport just tweeted about it and and um uh yeah and uh, where, where are we yeah um oh it's all kicking off on the twitters anyway let's not worry too much about that uh firstly where are we? Let's 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 go back to small face. Firstly, the news. Um, here he is. Packham. Ah, crikey. I. Uh, this is nonsense, by the way. If you hadn't guessed, this video is total nonsense. Um, he has not stuck to his own areas. But Packham is in court at the moment, along with a load of other people, trying to get HS2 stopped in a last bid appeal, um, and. Uh, it's going to get chucked out, hopefully in a hugely humiliating way, because frankly, I'm kind of sick of this nonsense. They had such a bruising um, result in the previous court case, and still they're pursuing it. Uh, it's more of a plain. I've not even read. I've not even watched half of these. Like a good chunk of them were nonsense. I kind of skipped halfway through to see what they're. I'm going to do a video on this tomorrow. Um, I'm away on holiday. Uh, well, on holiday as much as you can be. Uh, away for a break for a week and um but i'm going to do a quick video of this tomorrow i'm just going to play my face next to it and and just i'll have my head in my hands for most of it it's it's just it's just nonsense from top to bottom um how much road build, road building is destroying woodland or rather do you mean how much woodland is being destroyed by road, road building well quite a lot uh like there are a huge number i mean one major road project at the moment uh is dis, is damaging uh, is impacting on as much as HS2 does over 14 miles. HS2 is 345 miles long. It's just, this is just gibberish. It's just misinformed gibberish. Um, it's just, anyway, let's not watch the whole thing because it's nonsense. Uh, all of the claims you're seeing on screen are either misinformed, they're lies. Uh, remember that Packham is currently, or certainly has been, under the payroll of Jaguar Land Rover and recommended people to do. Uh, 
wildlife tourism via long-haul flights, so we'll not pay attention to a word that Packham has to say, frankly. Uh, the news, other news, and in fact, kind of the reason why we did this, um, uh, we're doing this this rail natter, actually. Oh, my belly just rumbled audibly. Um, right, here we go. Let's see. Uh, the chat's already happening here. People, so, so... Right, the news. Uh, my brain dashes all over the place, as you might have noticed. Let's finish saying what the news... The news was that the, for, the government has re-announced this fairly old project now. It's probably getting on about 10 years old, of the idea of... The ridiculous idea, frankly, of a, a t motorway tunnel uh, under the Pennines linking Sheffield and Manchester. Completely ridiculous idea. Um, why is it a ridiculous idea? Well, because when you build new roads, all you do is induce traffic onto them. It's the same for any infrastructure. It's just that when you induce traffic onto the railways, it's a good thing because railways are hugely efficient. Uh, they don't ruin people's lives in the same way that uh, road traffic, stress, pollution, all these things do. Um, remember that uh, in excess of 30, 35,000 people were killed or seriously injured on Britain's roads last year. Uh, and as many again die as a result of poor air quality, uh, a huge amount of that is as a result of uh, road transport, particularly HGVs. Um, and you might think, well, what, but the, the road connection's so bad now, you know, you improve it, you, you make it safer. No, the way to make it safer is with 50 mile an hour average speed cameras. The way to remove congestion is by, you don't fix congestion by allowing more traffic to move. All you do then is create more congestion either on the new road or at either end. No, 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 no. You leave it as it is and you disincentivize people from using the road in the first place. So this whole idea is built on, you know, induced demand is, is 100 years old as an understood concept. In fact, it's older than that. This is just bad. It's, it's the one aspect of transport planning that is just that we know about the fact that building new bypasses and things doesn't work. And yet we continue to think that we do it. And then you, you confront people with that and they come up, ah, but it, we, there, need, there should be a connection, though. It's like, why? Why? Build it as a railway. But the trouble is, people come back with, well, Woodhead is the uh, reopen Woodhead, which just grinds my gears because, um, for reasons, which we will get into. Uh, let's go to the chat. What are people saying? Monitor envy. People are wondering if I have enough uh, monitors to run SimSig. Probably. It is looking a bit like a rock uh, workstation at this point. Uh, maybe I'll do a stream of SimSig at some point, although SimSig, oh, anyway, I don't know how that streaming will work. Right, Mike Rose is with us. Those of us who live in Sheffield want a decent Manchester service. Woodhead is the only way unless you can afford a direct tunnel. This video is going to explain why that is not true at all. Um, Woodhead is not the only way. Uh, let's, what else? Da -da -da. I've tried to stick to my areas of expertise. Yeah, Chris Packham, it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's like I'm not a racist, but uh, not that I'm comparing opposition to HS2 to racism, but it's kind of that sort of logic. It's like, uh, you know, ah. Oh, uh, I, I, I'm not going to stick my oar into something I don't understand, but here is an hour of me nattering on about it. Um, worse than the Ortel Cord fiasco, forgot the guy's name. Oh, uh, that was, yeah, yeah. People often get, Ortel Cord was a, let's park Ortel Cord. That's another tale, I think. Yeah, make it stop, sorry. Uh, uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Why are we looking at this? Yes, agreed. Roads are much wider than railways. Ailey is here. Uh, Ailey, are you, are you trolling me? It's possible, yes. Uh, wrote a big Q&A on YHS2 and the trains. Chat at work today, most screwed from your videos. Good stuff, that's what it's all about. Uh, the traffic generation game, yes. Would a rail tunnel be better than a motorway one? Absolutely, and that's what we're going to kind of get to in this video. Uh, uh, when I kind of... Uh, 
Andrew Thompson, uh, Colin Ellis has shared his retaining wall tunnel calculation with New Civil Engineering. He's desperate for a last bang of his career. People, sh well, no, some stop HS2 nuts shouted me for having a go at Colin. Colin essentially got me my job in the railway industry. Um, but um, experience does not always necessarily lend itself to um, to being wise, and he is not being wise in relation to HS2. And funnily enough, Woodhead is the reason for that. When he was working on the Atkins report that looked at high-speed rail across the UK, Atkins threw out Woodhead as a proposal because it isn't very useful and it doesn't make any sense. Uh, we'll get into it. Um, and he threw his toys out the pram, which is why he's opposed it so hard, and came up with all his own proposals that all of them used Woodhead, or shoehorned Woodhead in. Um, what else? God, I, I, right, okay, I'm going to leave the chat to it. Um, oh, lots of good, lots of good stuff. Right, so let's get back to this, shall we? Uh, there is currently a railway line in the form of the Hope Valley, um, which is arguably more direct than the Woodhead was, but it's pretty, you know, it, it, the, 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 it's it's still a pretty rural route, despite connecting two of Britain's main cities. Um, and it's run by a plethora of kind of rural railway lines when it should actually be a, an electrified intercity connection. But, you know, Network Rail are proposing a few upgrades <laughs> uh, here and there. These have been hopelessly delayed. Um, yeah, there's, there's just a substantial amount of delay and indecision. And, you know, if, if, if there was any appetite in government for this work to happen, it would have happened already. Unfortunately, things go, projects go really slowly, normally when there's a lack of interest in the people who can make things go more quickly. And that's certainly the case uh, when it comes to connecting Manchester and Sheffield with proper railway infrastructure. Um, Matt Reed asks an important question, which we will get to, but I'll answer it now anyway, which is, do I think Woodhead should ever have closed? No, of course it shouldn't have closed. But for the reasons we talked about in the beaching episode, uh, the world was a different place. And we'll, we'll talk about why uh, Woodhead closed in a second, actually. Um, here's what it looks like now. The Woodhead route, you know, I'll, I'll talk about what we actually mean by Woodhead route in a second. But here, this is a, a picture just straight out of last week's rail matter, actually. Thanks, Andrew White. If, where is it? Where, Andrew, were you, were you with us? I think you were. Did we have Andrew with us? I can't remember. Anyway, Andrew might be with us. Um, in any case, this is thanks, Andrew, for this picture. Um, this is what it looks like now. It's pr probably the most effective bit of infrastructure over the, the southern Pennines at the moment, uh, <laughs> to be honest. Um, it's, it's, it's a really good railway line. Uh, railway line cycle path. Apart from the bit where the tunnel is and the cycle path doesn't use a tunnel, it'd be quite nice if it did. Anyway, you know, there are a couple of tunnels that you could spend a few million quid. Probably not. Anyway, right. So cycle path. So people just so people have asked me, uh, was it a bad was it a bad thing that uh, the Woodhead route closed, the Woodhead line closed? Yes, it was, definitely. And we're gonna jump very briefly, I'm gonna jump and use the analogy of uh, another great sort of, um, yeah, great is the word, another place that people get very upset that the railway closed and say that reopening it will solve all of our problems, that's the Great Central. So here you can see the Great Central kind of coming through, uh, I think a lot of this is through Leicester, actually, and, and various other bits. Yeah, that's Leicester, Leicester Central, as it would have been uh, in picture one. Thanks to Nigel Tout for these, for these pictures. Um, yeah, this is the, the, the pictures of the Great Central being bulldozed. And it was a crime that it was bulldozed. But again, it was... This happened in a different context, in a different world. And nostalgia and frustration for things, bad decisions being made in the past is not 
a justification for repeating poor choices uh, in the future. Um, yeah, so, you know, for example, you know, oh, let's, I don't know what, oh gosh, okay, right, ignore the fact that that's all emanated. Anyway, right, there you are. So people say, open the, and it's a very common anti-HS2 kind of uh, position to take, which is you don't need high-speed 2 because you can re there's a perfect alignment in the form of the Great Central Main Line that you can just reopen and it'll be great. The trouble is, the Great Central Main Line is, is a problem for all sorts of reasons. Number one, doesn't go to Birmingham. It does not connect London with Birmingham. Um, so you'd have to build a whole new bit anyway. So you, what's the point? Number two, um, the bits that HS2 doesn't use are really slow. A mile radius curve is not a flat curve. People talk about the GCML as being a high-speed alignment, but it is not a high-speed alignment. It was a bendier alignment than either the Great Northern or the Great Western were. Um, you know, it was a bendier alignment than the than the Newcastle and uh, you know, the, 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 the Northeastern Railway had been up uh, between Newcastle and, and Thirsk. You know, the... It was quite a bendy line. It was built to a flat, fairly flat ruling grade for the benefit of freight. Uh, but in terms of its horizontal alignment, it's a pretty weavy line. You would have to do it, you'd almost have to totally rebuild the alignment and only snip through it here and there if you're going to reuse it to build a proper high speed line. Not to mention the fact that it doesn't go anywhere useful. Um, so, so this is an important thing to think about. Reopening railway lines um, does not generally give us the answer we need. Uh, you know, the GCML. Uh, is also built on on huge stretches of the alignment, uh, not least through the city centres. Um, you know, and the, and the key problem with the GCML is that the, the you know on the approaches to London, the, the track bed is used by a busy railway and the underground, you know, the Metropolitan Line. I'm not going to mention Victoria Shopping Centre, Donald, not at all, no. Um, uh, Messnell man, who was the last engineer to design something on the GCML? Well, it's been a while now, so I don't know if someone else has done something else along the alignment, but certainly the last person who did any kind of meaningful uh, alignment that I know of on the GCML was me, because uh, I was putting in the alignment of the new bridge at Loughborough, the, the, the Loughborough Gap. So the new bridge that's going to eventually hopefully have a heritage line over the top if they don't go bust, um, that alignment connecting GCR North and GCR heritage railways uh, is mine uh, which is nice so they put the bridge where i asked them to which is which is which is good i haven't actually checked the as builds to check that it is exactly where it's supposed to be but i'm sure it was installed very professionally i was there for the shift to see the bridge beams getting put in it was great fun um uh so the issue well so david shepherd is talking about the gcml at the london end it's just you'd have to build a, a new tunnel coming into london anyway uh, and likewise through Birmingham. You'd, so, so the expensive bits of HS2 are the bits where it goes through the cities, which are the bits you'd still need if you reopen the GCML. And this is the same problem we have on Woodhead, is that blindly reopening Woodhead, one of the key issues you've got is that the, is the congested uh, approaches into Manchester and the congested approaches through Sheffield. And uh, because you could not, you know, Victoria is not an option uh, in, in Sheffield uh, it's not a useful connect. You know, building a new un unconnected station isn't a good idea. Um, it's also been built on, etc., etc. And the alignment is also rubbish. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so, oh, Michael was watching a video about the GCR reunification earlier. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I, I, the, 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 currently, they're spending all the time looking at the canal bridge, I think, and refurbishing that. Um, in fact, I think it's being refurbished by Cleveland Bridge Company. Correct me if I'm wrong on that one. But um, when that goes in, that'll be good. 
the earthworks are going to be very expensive. That's there's a lot of work still to be done in, on actually building the earthworks to connect either side. Um, and there was some early discussion going on, some Easter eggs for you, some early discussion going on there of rather than building it as an earthwork, is actually to build it as a series of con arches. It might be, end up being cheaper from a, an overall perspective. You know, Engineering-wise, con arches are, are, are more expensive than earthworks. But in terms of bringing all the earth in and having all the kind of heavy engineering going on to build that behind a very behind the Pressy Spark factory, which is a precision engineering factory, um, you might find it better to just install a series of con arches and then lease those out to smaller businesses. That was one of the potential options. Well, we'll see what happens there. Um, I think it's still going to be a long time before we see trains running over that bridge, I'm afraid. Anyway, where are we? Let's go, let's zoom in on the Pennines, shall we? This, this particularly busy part, congested part of the Pennines. Uh, the three major conurbations, uh, you've got Greater Manchester, you've got the West Yorkshire conurbation. I've stuck Leeds there, but actually it's Leeds, Bradford, and, and all the kind of, all the busy sort of uh, urban area around there. And then uh, the South Yorkshire conurbation of Sheffield, and really that kind of, you know, that's including Rotherham and, and, and all these sort of uh, conurbation around there. And to an, to, to an extent, Doncaster feeds kind of through it as well, um, kind of feeding across. So, uh, yeah, so you've got these three major built-up areas, Manchester being the largest, and Leeds, the second largest, Sheffield you know, as a built-up area, and then Sheffield um, is kind of third down there but they're, they're still all three of them are major built-up areas and I, in an ideal world we'd have them all working together um mike rose is saying that the approaches to manchester are good four track space exists uh, and can use the hs2 station easily um the space exists for the old railway yeah but getting the new railway in uh, will be a squeeze but also it doesn't fix the problem at the station it's all very well for tracking but all you're doing is, is, is creating that bottleneck uh, across the throat of uh, Piccadilly. Uh, there's, you know, it, it's, it's, that doesn't solve your problems. And even if you did four-track it and then use the HS2 station, you're still having the challenge of a congested urban corridor that you have to use. We'll get there. Um, a common question which I get asked, and it's just too big a question to answer in one rail matter, uh, then uh, is whether there are any axed railway lines that, if reopened, could be beneficial. Um, I'm going to answer that at the end of this, but basically that question is the wrong question. It's the wrong question. Um, and you'll see why. Thanks for your question, uh, MDH Games. Uh, right. Here's some railway lines. So this is the, this is the existing railway network uh, across the Pennines here. And you can see, well, you can see a few routes. So we're going to look at, so in terms of crossing the Pennines, let's start by looking at, if, if you draw a triangle, kind of uh, connecting the, the kind of the main stations of the three uh, there. Uh, let's have a look at, first look at Leeds and Manchester. So let's look at the connecting lines between Leeds and Manchester. So here is uh, the Calder Valley line. I mean, ish, it's not, it's not all the Calder Valley line. Technically, they're, they're, it's a few names, but broadly that includes the Calder Valley. Um, and you have the Huddersfield line, which is the, mostly, which is the, the kind of the, the Huddersfield line really is the main connection between Leeds and Manchester. And it's absolutely crammed. It's, it, it's horrendously busy. It should have been kept as four track and it should have been upgraded. It should have been electrified decades ago. Huge, I mean, in fact, both lines are there, should be uh, electrified. And that's a theme throughout. 
you know, these are these are two major cities that should have an a, they have, should have an intercity electrified 125 mile an hour railway between them, or at least a 100 mile an hour railway between them. And currently, they do not. They have got pacers running. Uh, they've got a few, you know, slightly nicer new Transpennine uh, trains, but they just get clogged up in the mix with all the local trains that rightfully are serving all the local stations. These are both local or suburban in, in, in a few cases. Really, they're two suburban railway lines that meet at the top uh, of the hill, actually, at uh, um, Marston. So, um, yeah, they're two suburban lines. And so in amongst all the suburban trains and rural trains, you've got an intercity service trying to run. Or rather, as actually happens, the intercity service kiboshes all the local services, which means that you get a rubbish st- service at all the different stations like Slawit and Marsden and you know all these different places. Um, yeah, yeah. Ailey points out, loving having two through tracks on a 14 platform station. Yeah, Piccadilly is a complete, sh- complete shambles, uh, absolute shambles. Uh, such a mess. Um, right, there is a new line being planned though, and this will happen. Uh, HS3, also known as stupid names like Northern Powerhouse Rail. Uh, it's a brand gimmick. Just don't ever use that. Don't ever use NPR. Please use use either new high-speed Transpennine route or HS3. Also, don't use the stupid high-speed North gimmick name by Johnson either. Just call it HS3. We've got HS2. We had a, have a HS1. Let's call it HS3. Um, kind of closing the Y of HS2, if you like. Um, and, and in honesty, uh, it'll be part of the overall high-speed kind of intercity rail, new intercity rail network connecting these cities. But that's going to be, as you can see, HS3 will be much more direct. And that's broadly the route that it'll take, actually. Um, that's not just me drawing squiggly lines. That is the route that it will take. Uh, it'll be a bit of M62 following. Um, they'll probably end up being a parkway station for Bradford. Um, and then it kind of weaves in and uh, approaches Manchester with a bit of a tunnel. Uh, I, I'm hoping they fix the weird S shape that you, you have through um, through Manchester, because that's currently the the proposals that, that, that Transport for the North have. I'm hoping that you end up with a, they just commit to a proper through tunnel uh, going through in the direction of, anyway. It depends, because at the moment the rail, the, the, the plan is that rail the, the services will go lead to Manchester, Liverpool, but they'll kind of weave through this weird S shape and then come up to the HS2 station or stay in the HS2 station if the HS2 station ends up staying underground. And then we'll weave using HS2 uh, down to through Manchester Airport, and then head over to um, to Liverpool uh, through the new alignment that will be connecting over to Liverpool uh, as part of uh, kind of transport for the North high speed plans, which is good because it means that that essentially you can get rid of all the Transpennine Express services off the existing railway network. Those go on to HS3, and you have your Manchester Airport services. Uh, st- being kind of fast, uh, well connected, and then people just kind of hub into Leeds, Manchester, or York if they want to connect onto that uh, train. It kind of makes sense, even if it looks a bit stupid on a map. Uh, and it'll be the, the journey times will still be as good or better. And more importantly, they'll be more resilient. Journey times aren't everything, it's about the resilience. So if you've just got those services running dedicated on HS3, happy days. So that's the future on that corridor. Uh, Matt Reed asks when they'll start to build HS3. Well, ASAP, ideally, but it just depends on politics. It depends on government. Uh, you know, the, 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 there's discussion about... In fact, we'll know a bit more about when the programme of this work will start at the end of this year or maybe early next year when they publish the... the, the when the National Infrastructure Commission publish their overall thoughts and plans for um, HS2 Phase 2B and this. Uh, the idea is they all get integrated into Johnson's stupid gimmick high-speed north name. Um, HS3 is sadly decades away. Uh, uh, yes, 
It is a couple of decades away, probably, or a decade and a half away at least. So too would Woodhead reopening. Woodhead reopening would not happen any quicker than this, just as an FYI. We'll get that in early, just in case I forget to say that. Um, so let's look at Manchester and Sheffield. What actually connects these two, other than a cycle path and um, uh, the Snake Pass? That's the Hope Valley line. There it is, the Hope Valley line. Uh, several long tunnels. You can see those straight bits of the tunnels. Um, and uh, actually, it runs along the really conge hyper congested corridor running north from uh, Door into Sheffield. That really needs some work. HS2 is going to make a right mess of that as well. HS2 going into Sheffield Centre rather than being a parkway uh, at Meadowhall uh, was a really bad plan, in my opinion, because Meadowhall would have been the South Yorkshire hub and you could have fed services up from Sheffield and across from Doncaster into that hub. So be it. You know, that's uh, politics got in the way. Sheffield got angry, uh, didn't agree on what it wanted. And we end up with a compromise, which is going to result in losing a lot of existing network benefits uh, in and around Sheffield, which is deeply frustrating. Anyway, there's the Hope Valley line. You can see it weaving along and it, it kind of a, makes its approach into Manchester and just gets snarled up in amongst all the traffic. There are, as I said, Network Rail are planning to do upgrades. Plan there were plans, Transport for the North were planning to bore new tunnels and generally upgrade this into a two-track railway, but, um, you know, throughout, and, and also it needs to be electrified, of course. But that work is just stalled because of indecision in, at, at the top level with government. Don't, I would not recommend eating a, a Class 142 Alfonso La Polche. Uh, that would be a dreadful idea. Um, uh, that's yeah. That's what you, if you reckon HS3 is up and running by 2035. I reckon 2040 for all this lot, but we'll see. Um, the th key thing slowing it down is is engineering skills shortage. As much as the legal process is sort of slow and ungainly in the UK, um, we don't have any enough engineers to deliver HS2 and HS3 and lots of these major rail projects simultaneously. That's your cho in terms of choking the speed at which we deliver infrastructure. That's it, engineers. We don't have enough of them. Uh, Ailey is right that Pickvic should exist. Uh, Pickvic, the tunnel underneath Manchester that connect, connecting Manchester Victoria and Manchester Piccadilly. Um, in fact, oh, where did I put it? Oh, it's over there. Um, Philip Hay wrote a fantastic piece really covering all the problems uh, in the centre of Manchester. Um, there is no avoiding the fact that Manchester needs to have a, its own Thameslink, you know, its own uh, dedicated suburban transport core. Metrolink is fine but actually you're, you're getting capacities of about 4,000 maybe 5,000 tops patches per hour per direction which is measly for a city that is you know central Manchester is more densely populated than anywhere in central London it's a very dense city it deserves to have proper heavy metro rail uh, Pick Vic needs to be built uh, Orsall Cord can then continue to operate as a sort of a quasi suburban corridor for all the stuff to go through and it should still have all the grade separation it should still be four tracked but Pickvic, you need to put some tunnels underneath Pick Victoria and Piccadilly. Victoria does not have nearly enough uh, platform space. So you need to build underneath. It needs to have a tunnel set of platforms. Uh, thanks, Ailey, for bringing that one up. Uh, can, uh, can Dane Railfan, uh, you're, you're doing some spoilers, man. That's, the, that's basically the conclusion. <laughs> With my railway engineer hat on, it would be easier to start boring a 25-mile tunnel to Manchester. Yeah, it would. Anyway, right, so uh, Hope Valley Line, fine. Um, and the proposals, certainly in the interim, will end up being, for, for a fair while, that actually the quickest way to get from Sheffield to Manchester will actually be to go on HS2 and HS3. 
uh, that'll be the quickest way to so forget Hope Valley. It'll actually to be go to go up HS2 and along HS3, which is obviously not ideal for two major cities. But as as the plans currently stand, plans that actually exist, that'll be the the best option. Um, and then you have the Woodhead Line. This is the route that everyone's going on and on about. It is. Uh, it's. It was. It was the top end of the Great Central actually, um, and it was used to. Certainly in its later days, it was used to carry a huge amount of steel and coal across the Pennines. Um, and uh, oh, oh, and you're a cheeky man. Yeah. So this was. This was it. This was the route. And in the in the middle. Uh, wait a minute, what am I doing? Let me just remind myself what's going on. That, in fact, tell me, let's just pop this up here. Yeah, there we go. Um, and so that's that's the route, and you can see it's pretty weavy, particularly at the uh, either end. Actually, the route is not great. Um, the alignment is is really quite poor. Um, right, so you've got all these bits of railway line, and then there's Woodhead in amongst them, and you can sort of see that. It sort of sits neatly in amongst all the other former crossings, but in terms of a direct line between um, Manchester and Sheffield, Woodhead is not particularly good. Uh, not particularly good at all. Um, Graham Harrath is asking if this got built, it would negate the Castlefield Corridor de-bottlenecking. Graham, uh, I presume you're referring to the, the cross rail through Manchester. Uh, no, not at all. That work needs to happen. Uh, the, the Manchester, in fact, the whole everything outside of the M25 is like about 40 years behind in terms of railway infrastructure. So we need to be doing everything. Everything. Not. It's not an either or. It's an and. It needs to be and and and. There is no reason not to be boring to do all this work. Money is not an issue. Um, yeah, it was. It was its own original railway before the Great Central gobbled it up. That's that is right. Um, but it, it ended. So it ended up being the top end of the Great Central, connecting Sheffield and Manchester. Um, where are we? what's what's this? Du -du 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 -du. Lewis feels like this is, Lewis Court feels like this is horrible cycle of funding not being given due to engineering capacity and new engineers not being trained hard due to no long term work. Yep, it's literally a vicious cycle. The only way you break that cycle is by having suffering the GWEP pain, suffering the Great Western electrification pain, and then dealing with it afterward. And to be fair, high high speed two's early planning uh, has has had the same issue in that they've had to rely on highways engineers, they've had to rely on uh, far too much on uh, the big uh, Deloitte, you know, PwC, these people to do the costings. Uh, far too much on accountancy firms to do the cost engineering costings because there's not enough engineers to look at it in detail, uh, and that's probably headed, uh, resulted in a lot of the problems of, of the cost escalating without much control. Um, I mean, the, the cost escalations are nothing to do with the engineering. This is just basically accounting changes over time, uh, and, and the risk pot being moved around. Um, uh, yes, uh, yes, right, chat. I'm getting distracted by the chat, but that's fine. That's what this is all about. Um, Matt Reed, again, everyone's second guessing the chat. Yeah, uh, remember that dotted line, indeed. Um, yeah, Man Woodhead was the Manchester, Sheffield, and Lincolnshire main line, but uh, which is sort of what the, 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 the London extension then got built, and then the whole lot got called the Great Central. Thanks, Barry. Um, yeah. Everyone's second guessing. Matt, I'll answer your I'll answer your point shortly. Let's first of all say what is left of Woodhead, because there is some bit there are some bits remaining. So let's um, let's have a look at that. What time is it? Let's see what time. Nineteen thirty-six. We're doing all right time-wise. So here we are. I've got our empty map again. You can see all the 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 existing railway lines as we are, and you can see in the middle there are some faded uh, white lines. Um, in fact, let's do this. Uh, do, 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 uh, ink color. Let's go for. Uh, let's do yellow. Here we are. So there's some bits, there's some bits around uh, here. Uh, what's this? What's this thing here? 
And also there's, there's this weavy horrible thing up here as well. What's this? What's this thing? I'm going full uh, Justin Rosniak here. Uh, it's the good stuff. These two bits. So clearly there are some things that exist that were part of the former route. And indeed there they are. Yeah, you can see them, see them there. These bits. Um, so we've got some, some of the remaining lines towards Manchester. Uh, kind of heads up to uh, Glossop, I think. Where, where, is it? where does it end? Something like that. Um, uh, and... At the other end, you've got the, the remaining line towards Sheffield. So so these two bits, they exist. I mean, in the chat, I'm sure everyone, we've got a few people, well-informed people in the chat who can uh, who can refer to um, various bits of, of the line that, that get used. But um, both of them, you can see, you know, the, the, this is this is a pretty weavy route. And, and if you look at it in detail, it's, it's, it's just... And then, so this bit is, this section is, and particularly this section, is just hopelessly congested you know it's uh it's 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 just a real problem to shove any more trains in there um and then again this bit is this is a rural railway this is not a it's not a, a mainline railway at all it's weavy it's wibbly um we'll talk about this bit in a sec this is between this is, this is between um this is peniston here and then the top of the the, the kind of the line that runs this is this is used as a freight line i believe uh it's just a freight connecting line. Um, there's a gap here. We'll come back to that gap. Anyway, right. So then these bits were the bits that were removed. And you can see they are really weavy. Weavy, weavy. Uh, and then, of course, so they're weaving on their way up following the contours. Uh, because it was a freight line, you know, railways were built primarily for freight in the early days. So they're following the contours to minimize the the amount of, well, firstly to minimize the amount of cut and fill, but also to, to essentially keep it as flat as steady a climb to the summit as possible um no and so this is the missing line of the pennines and oh, they're all going to reappear aren't they um this this whole the presentation is it was set up for slides so i didn't pay attention to the animation of this this is you might have recognized this, these these slides are all from a permanent rail engineering thread a while back anyway this is the tunnel um and there were there are three bores actually now uh woodhead three is the latest bore that was built two track uh bore electrified with dc um now gobbled up by national grid to put to avoid them putting uh high voltage power lines over the top uh the town web filters do not like peniston it's true they really do not um <laughs> they really do not so there were three bores, and indeed we've just talked about electrification. So this line was the first main line to be electrified in the UK um, with overheads, certainly. Uh, it was the first in-city line to be electrified in the UK with DC, 1500 DC, which was the system that, that, that was appearing in, in Europe as well, felt at the time that it was the future. In fact, other parts of the UK were being electrified with overhead DC. Um, as it happened... It, it wasn't the future in the end, but that, that wasn't really an issue. And in fact, we've repurposed a lot of the infrastructure down in Manchester for, for uh, 25kV. So it's not impossible to convert. If Gary was on the chat, he might well be able to point out how, how easy you know, it's, it just is or is not hard. You know, the, there's, nowadays, in terms of clearances, we don't have an issue with, we can get DC clearances with AC nowadays with surge arresters and such. Um, you've got DC requires more ancillary infrastructure than AC does, so you, you wouldn't have any issue in having to add extra substations or anything. You know, you'd, we'd, we'd have more than enough substation space to, to feed the line. Uh, Peniston gap reinstatement does have a, a particularly, yeah, it's, it, does, it does have a certain uh, joie de vivre, shall we say. Uh, certainly does have a different, uh, anyway, let's, let's move on rapidly, move on uh, rapidly. This is a real matter. There's nothing rapid about it. 
Um, yeah, so so that's kind of that's that's the, the that's some of the blockers. So oh, ignore the, the things. So so here we are. So we've got missing a, a section of missing line over the Pennines. We've got the the fact that the tunnels are either knackered or too small or they're used up. And, and in fact, moving that national grid um, uh, kind of power line would be or the cable would be pretty much as expensive as boring a new tunnel. Uh, in honesty, so let's. Let's look at what the challenges are for any future reopening. So if we were going to reopen Woodhead, um, let's have a think about what that might involve. So, no, oh, correctly, let's, there we go, right. So the Manchester approaches are already congested, so you'd need to do something, you need to do something there. Um, you've got another issue, which is that, oh, correct, sorry about the animations, it's fine, don't worry about that. Another issue is that you'd get 60 miles an hour tops out of the existing alignment um, going over uh, Woodhead, 60 miles an hour tops. Uh, it's, it's a pretty slow alignment over the Pennines, in honesty. Uh, you'd need to bore a new tunnel. Um, and again, on the other side of the tunnel as well, you've got a slow alignment. So you've got a new tunnel required, you've got slow alignments. Uh, and again, the existing alignment that's currently uh, still operating for freight um, is again, you've got a very slow 60 mile an hour alignment on the approaches to Sheffield. Um, it is not an ideal railway alignment. And you think, well, that's fine. You can do a bit of realignment work. But if you get the Google map up and you can do this yourself and you can just sketch across it what a high speed, what a faster alignment would look like, cutting all those curves out essentially means cutting a straight line through them all. Not only does that mean bulldozing lots of things, but it also means that you're basically building a new alignment. Which makes you, know, you have to think. So, right. Oh, yeah, and of, of, of course, Sheff the Sheffield approaches are already congested. You'd have to build a, a complicated junction to get it into Sheffield Midland. Um, it, it would be nightmarish to, to fix that, and you'd end up with kind of opposing moves. It just would be a bit of a mess, to be honest. Uh, not ideal. So here's the mess that we've got in front of us of a railway alignment that's not fit for purpose, a need for new tunnels and heavily congested city approaches. Um, this I, I don't see how this is a I don't see how people come up think that this is a viable option at all. Um, now is the time to throw all your pots and pans and plates and crockery and things at me while I have a drink and look at the chat. Uh, <laughs> essentially, leave this on screen uh, and you can sort of be angry at me. What do you think? Here we go. Uh, je ne sais quoi. Yeah, indeed. That's 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 that's. You're right. Ellie. I don't really speak French very well. The woodhead through through the hills wouldn't be so bad if at Penniston it went to Barnsley and Doncaster instead of the arse end of Sheffield. <laughs> yeah, potentially. Um, Mike Rose, you need a new line from Penniston to Sheffield, but it should be possible to speed up the Manchester end. Sheffield needs four tracks in from the north in any case. So, Mike, you're kind of making my point for me, which is uh, which we'll get to in a sec. I mean, I, I agree with all the, these points, but it kind of feels to me like everyone sees the Woodhead Tunnel as a fixed point that there's the only way we can cross the Pennines, and they're kind of dri that's driving everyone's thinking of it. Well, that's that's why we that, if we're going to cross the Pennines with a you know a new a new route, that's that's got to be it, isn't it? Why, other than nostalgia, why are we so fixated on Woodhead? Why? There are no available tunnels to use, so you'd have to bore from new. Uh, you'd have to move all the HV kit out of the way, uh, which would be frighteningly expensive anyway, and has, would have a huge long lead time. Um, 
You've got the issue that the Manchester Nottingham trains would have to reverse at Sheffield. Uh, that's what Altfish Mike is pointing out. Yeah, very good point. Operationally, not a good idea. Um, that just why are we? Why are we? Do, have, why is Woodhead a fixed point? Why, given that we'd have to tunnel anyway? The expense of tunneling a two-mile tunnel compared to an eight-mile tunnel is in you know it's a case of kind of uh, sort of scale you get the economies of scale as you as you set up the equipment to bore that tunnel uh doubling or tripling or quadrupling or more the length of the tunnel it costs that tunnel per mile costs less and less because you have all the setup all the material excavation you're having to do that for a two mile tunnel anyway so why are we do why are we positioning that in woodhead which is you know uh so far off that big dotted line between sheffield and manchester as a direct route why so given that what, what chat have we got? Do you have an idea of the price difference between a new line and all the work to reopen Woodhead? Um, I was going to do a bit of a cost comparison, but I've been too busy with work, and um, it would require me to look at the. It would require me to kind of come up with some. Frankly, long base tunnels are. Uh, it's difficult to just draw. You know, you can just draw a straight line on the map. Uh, at some point, maybe I'll, I'll I'll look more deeply into it, and I'll do a bit of a thread on Twitter. We can look at the compare the two. I was hoping to do it for this one, but I, frankly, I haven't had haven't had time with with work. So keep your eyes peeled for that one. But um, yeah, you're absolutely right uh, in terms of the way the cost setup is. It's setting it up. It's buying the the boring equipment. Uh, it's doing the you know the geological surveys. Obviously, adds some expense. But the real in terms of the heavy engineering. Uh, a two-mile tunnel and a ten-mile tunnel. You know the, uh, as I say, economies of scale. Um, well, I was making some other point. What was I? Uh, so costs. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Uh, but if you look at the costs for a, a base tunnel, actually, because of all the planning issues, you'll find that it's potentially a lot less complex and time-consuming to get those planning issues sorted when it's a tunnel. This is why they're talking about a motorway tunnel. Ridiculous idea. Um, rather than doing some dual carriageway over the top, it's because actually, in the grand scheme of things, it'll be delivered more more rapidly um, and potentially more cost effectively. Um, so I don't have the specifics in cost. I mean, it would only be a thumb in the air anyway. You know, it's just me, not a, not a, an engineering planning team. I'm not going to become elf. Uh, I'm not going to make up these costs off the, and, and suggest that they're in anything way in any way sort of, uh, you know representative but they're probably kind of useful for a comparison anyway i'll do that at some point i promise uh right so correctly oh, what am i making right yeah so okay so we've got all these issues uh congested approaches slow alignments uh you know the need for a new tunnel so by the time you've done so here we go so um this is what so the, the, i just fade those out this red line here uh let's have a look is any of the Western, th David Shepherd's asking me a question, which is why I just got confused and distracted, as, as is my want. Uh, David is asking, is any of the Western third of the Woodhead route useful for a new tunnel that goes directly to Sheffield instead of wibbling north? Uh, potentially, uh, yeah, you could you could utilise some parts of the alignment, perhaps. Um, uh, but again, that means you're you're sacrificing the, the the issue again, which is one I've not talked about yet. Is that if you if you do that, you're sacrificing a suburban route. In Manchester, you're sacrificing. You're essentially closing a railway line in Manchester, because we need to stop building railway lines that create a conflict between intercity and local services. We need to stop. The whole point of HS2 is to undo some of that uh, mess. Uh, so in this case, we, I, I would recommend against it. I would propose a new line. So this red line is. I, I did create the alignment properly. This is what a um, 
a new line using Woodhead. Well, this is basically what reopening Woodhead would look like. So you wouldn't use the existing alignment because you want a, an intercity speed. So you haven't. So you'd you'd use the glossit lines instead. I think that's right. Are they the glossit lines? Correct me if I've got that wrong. Hopefully, hope, hopelessly wrong. Do I mean glossip? Is it that valley? Anyway, in any case, you'd you'd not use the existing route uh, north, kind of coming out northwest out of Sheffield. You're going to go. You're going to kind of use the valley, um, one valley northwards. Uh, you're probably going to go the other side of Peniston to, to to bypass Peniston. Then, if you do go through Woodhead, you've got to bore a new tunnel anyway, so you're going to extend that tunnel. And then you're going to we you're going to skip all the weavy stuff and approach into Manchester uh, with probably a fairly long urban tunnel. Um. So let's have a think. So we've got a new line into Manchester. We've got to have we need to have a grade separated junction with the on network HS two route. So that's uh, H Sheffield coming north towards Leeds. There's there's going to be a, a a new or or upgraded alignment to to reconnect with HS two to enable uh, Northern Powerhouse Northern Powerhouse Rail the, the transport for the North High Speed uh, connectivity. So you can re so you could utilize that and have a grade separated junction coming onto this new alignment. By which point to go to Sheffield you've you've faced in almost the exact wrong direction for quite a long time before you head into Manchester. Uh, you'd need to have a succession of new tunnels over the Pennines. You wouldn't just have the Woodhead uh, kind of uh, paralleling the existing tunnels there. You'd need new tunnels uh, connect kind of probably to get the gradient on the approach to the tunnel and then likewise on the other side. So you've got successive sections of new tunneling, which means every time you do a new tunnel, you need a new tunnel boring machine or at least a heavily reconditioned one. Uh, uh, oh, and yes, you're right. It is almost as if I'm saying we need to think Shinkansen instead of plumbing extra bits into existing lines. Owen's got it. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, well, what have we got? Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, let's see. It's almost a few. Yeah, Ailing, right. If only we'd built all of our classic stock to narrow gauge and had a post-war economic boom to fund a network of brand new lines. <laughs> Why is everyone referencing Japan all of a sudden? <laughs> uh, oh, it's the Don Valley. That we would use, sorry. So we'd use, so we'd uh, propose a new alignment along the Don Valley, and that would give us our. That would essentially give you. It would be one potential to give you a, the the kind of the the other part of that triangle. So, uh, da, 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 da. so, um, so you've got HS two, HS three, and this new sort of alignment. New alignment. Sorry, I, I really should have gone through and switched animation off. <laughs> Let's see. Do, do, do. There we go. That's what I want. So this is what if you decide. So if you decided to so reopening Woodhead would actually be building a completely new line that for no other reason than nostalgia, as far as I can tell, you'd divert northwards to go past the Woodhead tunnels despite not using any of them. So if you're going to do this, if you're going to go to this tremendous ex expense, um, why not just build a new base tunnel along that dotted line along the bottom? Why are we? Why are we? Why on earth are we going via Woodhead? If you're going to build a, a new intercity connection between Sheffield and Manchester, then do that. <laughs> build an intercity connection between Sheffield and Manchester, a base tunnel essentially connecting Sheffield and Manchester, potentially with, uh, you know, in this case, uh, unlike HS3, you could potentially build it with the idea that you'd you'd streamline some freight through there if you kept it as container freight. You could send ele you know, electrified freight through there. Uh, you could 
uh, you know, send them at 75 or 90 if we start running 90 mile an hour freight through there. If it's container traffic, that could, you could you could design it such with you know sufficient sort of stabling space at either end of the tunnel, a bit like the Gotthard base tunnel, that you can actually stable some of the freight uh, and then run it uh, when there is a gap in the in the intercity timetable. Um, given that the demand, the, she the Sheffield-Manchester demand isn't going to be the same intensity as the HS2 core down between Birmingham and Manchester, uh, sorry, Birmingham and London, um, you could you could be looking at maybe six or eight trains an hour, which could still give you the potential for four trains an hour being freight. So there's a bit of potential um, additional capacity there. Again, it's heavily dependent on what you're doing at the city at each end in the urban areas uh, and how you build that. So... Um, a lot of people talking about we need to do what Japan did. Yeah, very much. Um, yeah. So to Matt, Matt, Matt Reed, to answer your question, yes, uh, I think Woodhead is a, a you know, it, it, it's, it's a it, people, people who say reopen Woodhead are doing so from a position of uh, nostalgia and not engineering common sense. Uh, and in fact, not just it's just not political common sense. You know, that's a, it's it's the past. So. There's uh, thanks to Woodhead Root uh, on Twitter, who I've thefted these pictures off uh, without asking, but I, I didn't think that um, they'd mind. Uh, they're, they're fantastic feed, by the way. Fo give them a follow. Uh, some really lovely pictures. Nostalgia pictures, but pictures nonetheless uh, of, of what was a ridiculous railway line to close, frankly. And it's the same for the Great Central. These two lines... Um, so, you know, uh, just like the you know, Great Central and the Woodhead... Um, these are both, they're a bit of a, a red flag to me. If people say, you know, if, if people saying reopen the Great Central or reopen Woodhead are falling into the trap of, um, well, basically this trap, which is, uh, which is really the point of, of the whole matter, uh, tonight, <laughs> funnily enough, uh, which is just because closing a railway was a bad idea. It doesn't mean that reopening it is a good idea. And this is true for, so to answer the question that we got way back at the start, which lines do I think should be reopened? I don't think any lines should be reopened. I think there are lots of railways that we need that we don't have at the moment. And some of those railways might well make use of some former track bed. I don't think we should be talking about reopening at all. We should be talking about a new railway network for the future that might well make use of some former track bed, but actually is being developed on first from first principles. How would you do this railway now? We trapped ourselves, and there's a fantastic paper. I, I, I need to find it and do a bit of a thread about it. There's a great paper that was done, university paper, that was done about the growth of the railway network. And, and they were looking at the inefficiencies of our railway network and a huge amount of duplicated railway uh, and basically looking at, well, um, if there'd been a strategy and some central planning, would the railway have been cheaper to run? Would we have had less network? And, and the answer is for about a third of the railway network that was built originally was, was useless. Uh, was just dupl total duplication. Um, and also our railways were built with essentially zero strategic vision. Um, and it's why I get annoyed about the fact that Great Central was closed, because it was the only railway with a bit of strategic vision, except that strategic vision was, wasn't quite uh, good enough to, you know, turn a profit or, or indeed, you know, link anywhere useful up uh, that wasn't already linked up. Uh, so it was, if the Great Central had been built before the Midlands, maybe it would have hung around but it, it was again it was a duplication uh much as it pains me i can understand why it was closed you know i can understand why woodhead was closed steel traffic and and um from sheffield was uh under threat dwindling somewhat coal traffic totally eviscerated 
there was you know the the passenger someone else asked the question earlier about um how much uh, how many people lived over the over that corridor uh, the woodhead corridor hardly any at all in terms of the bits that bit that was closed far fewer than live along hope valley you know it's um it's a very very exposed rural bit of railway line whereas the hope valley kind of follows a bit more of a uh, kind of a populated area Oh, I didn't actually talk about, I don't know if Andrew's following. A lot of people talk about why did the Woodhead close. Let's let's go back to this picture and talk about this for a second. Because we, what, what time? We've got three minutes. We've got a few minutes. Why did Woodhead close? There's a lot of chat. And, and Andrew White's uh, thesis is that this was part of some conspiracy to, it wasn't, it wasn't, Beechin didn't mention it in his report. In fact, he proposed it as part of a strategic route um, connecting, you know, the two cities. Um, the reason this closed it was not a conspiracy. It was not. There was no great oh, British Rail ran it down. The, the running down thing is. I, I, there is. I don't see any evidence for that. It's. It's easy for people like me who are angry about the fact that all these railways closed to fall into the trap of, kind of coming up with conspiracy theories about it. The reality was, as we did in the Beaching episode, there was no great conspiracy. The railways were just being run down. The, the 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 view at the time was that the railways were the past. That had changed slightly by the time Woodhead was going. But Woodhead was a duplicate route, and even in the 80s, in fact, throughout the 80s, in fact, even today, we we don't. This country does not see the value in redundant railway infrastructure. We still don't. Um, Woodhead was very much redundant. You know, it was seen as paralleling. It, it, it had no particular passenger uh, kind of uh, market, um, and even if you'd run more trains to to build that market, it, it didn't serve anything on the intermediate. Kind of, there was no intermediate uh, passenger demand. Um, there was more on the Hope Valley, but even if you even if you kind of forget that, there were operational changes that happened in Manchester that meant that Hope got used a bit more than Woodhead did, and there were duplicate lines. And it just so happened that for whatever reason, mixture of political and operational, that it ended up that Woodhead was the was the, the redundant line was chosen as the redundant line, and it and it closed. There was there was no great conspiracy between the two. Um, Hope serves more. It has more. You know, it serves more passengers on, on, uh, in the intermediate stations. Um, no, I agree. So, so Brian Munro is is, is saying that duplication should be a good thing. I agree. As I said, it should never have closed. Duplication is a very good thing. We should have lots more of it uh, on our railways. But the, 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 that's kind of aside from the practical reality. Um, so. Basically, yeah, Woodhead was not an express route. It was pretty slow. It, it you know, it, just the railways of the past. Express means a very different thing fifty years ago, even thirty years ago, to what it does now. Um, so yeah, so you've got these two. These are these are the big red flags uh, for me. If people say reopen this, reopen that, they're being driven by nostalgia, not by practical reality. Uh, right, let's go through the questions. That's 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 that. I think we're we're nearly at the end of the, of the rail matter. Let's get my massive face up. Huh. Uh, hello. Oh, it's a it's a bit bleachy and a bit blue, but that's fine. Right, let's answer some questions. Has that been has that made sense? Have I set my stall out appropriately? Uh, um, let's have a look. It's eight it's eight o'clock, but we'll we'll do a couple more questions. There's a lot of adding of me into this. Right, looks like the first six white dots of the Manchester end are close enough to the old wooded line for the construction to be by rail. Yeah, it could be. Uh, Matthias, uh, do you think that broad gauge is better than narrow gauge? Uh, Brunel's broad gauge was a terrible idea, but I do think there there were some some work was done by um, I think Huddersfield initially and maybe Birmingham to follow up 
in any case, some work was done to say that from an engineering perspective, purely an engineering perspective, not looking at the wider political world, um, that actually a, a 1.6 meter, a 1600 millimeter gauge is probably optimum from a stability and a so on, so on perspective. People often get confused and think that loading gauge, they confuse loading gauge and track gauge. The reality is that you can have as big a train as you like on standard gauge. You know, you just look to the Americas, you look, you look at um, Europe, you know, you've got, you know, where you've got double stacked containers on a, on a standard gauge railway line. Loading gauge is not restricted particularly by, by track gauge. So um, we, there's, there's standard gauge is fine, basically. And given that it is now to change everything, to, to being a larger gauge would be bonkers. Far better to have the, you know, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, which was a mantle that Brunel really should have learned to live by. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Uh, let's have a look. Oh, uh, yep, Ailey is referring to Bart. Uh, yeah, Bart, ridiculous that Bart was built with um, a stupid gauge, good grief. Which means it makes procurement an absolute nightmare. Uh, let's have a look. Let's see, so, uh, People like the statement. Oh, this this statement you mean? Uh, let's go for this this one. This 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 thing. Please memorize this. Just because closing a railway was a bad idea doesn't mean reopening it is a good idea. There you are. Everyone memorize that. Uh, I am a paid. I'm theoretically a professional writer. Would you believe it? This is awful, isn't it? This haircut. I do look like I'm. Oh, anyway, let's get a trim. Um, David Shepherd asks. Do you think the success of Thameslink reopening caused people to ask for everything else to reopen? No, Great Central reopening and Woodhead reopening have been called for as sort of a, a nostalgist reference for a very, very long time. Uh, it's nostalgism, not, not, not common sense, I'm afraid. Uh, Matt Reed, what are the chances of getting more east to west rail links? Everything generally goes north to south. Yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a consequence of, of British geology, of, of the geology of this funny little small minded island we live on. Uh, that generally the geology does not favour east west. It, it's kind of a long thin thing, so it favours north south paralleling, but not so much east west. East west is complicated. But if you know, if it was if we were Italy or Norway or I don't know any other same country, we'd have built and invested heavily in proper, you know, heavy infrastructure connecting those, you know. I was, up, up, I was lucky enough to be in northern Italy uh, in and around Chicoterra. The railway just carves through, you know, it just carves through that. that uh, why are we not, why are we just, this country is, is horribly small-minded in terms of, you know, the people who, are, who rule the country, you know, the, 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 the little and large sea conservative people who are in charge of the country, but mostly the treasury, the treasury should be abolished. Hashtag abolish the treasury. They're just very small-minded. They just don't. They see themselves as, as holders of the of the purse strings and and, and man, bank managers, not as investors in people and things and, and skills and expertise and, and giving people better lives and allowing us to move people and things around without you know you know carbon you know net carbon uh, zero essentially zero carbon at the point of of use. Right. What else? I'm waffling a bit. But it's always a waffle. Uh, Mike Whitcomb's making some long observations. Um, one major consideration that I've always uh, made is that a major benefit of a railway is that it takes you to the heart of a city. Modern cities don't have much space to get a new railway through them. Yeah, we have to tunnel underneath. Uh, let's see. Brian Monroe, uh, duplication does provide operational flexibility when work needs to be done. Yeah, definitely. And I think duplication is a good thing. Let's not just let's not get that confused. Strongly in favour of, of redundancy, as we call it in engineering. Um, in the system, you know, the Settle Carlisle should be 
you know, they need to put two tracks back on the top of uh, Ribblehead and they need to electrify it and it'll provide an excellent electrified freight diversion route. Um, it's good. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Let's see. Oh, there's some, some nerdy rail chat going on. Uh, oh, crikey, I'm behind now. Uh, I mentioned that TVMs need refurbishment after they finish a job. What are the technical reasons for that? They get knackered. Uh, I don't know a huge amount about tunnel boring. I'm not a tunneling engineer, but um, the tunnel boring machines, the vast majority of them end up, bur well, okay, I don't know, a good number of them get buried, get cut up and scrapped. Uh, occasionally they get dismantled, but by and large, they just get, when you put, buy a TBM, you've, you've not, you're not hiring it, you've bought it for the job, and that's the end of that. It's often because they're very bespoke, so their diameter is specifically what the diameter of the tunnel needs to be. Um, there isn't a huge amount of duplication of that kit, and it's not necessarily that, you know, even though they cost you know, tens, if not hundreds of millions of pounds in the case of some of the, the biggest ones, that's still not the most expensive part. You know, you spend the money on the tunnel boring machine. Once you're driving the tunnel, it kind of does its thing uh, reasonably effect effectively. Uh, you know, the, the cost of the crossrail tunnels isn't that, I mean, it sounds huge, but the expensive bits, the station refurb, the, the station fit out, the construction of the stations themselves, that's very expensive. The actual tunnel boring part is cheap. It's, it's cheapy cheap. Um, I'll point out that the geology is a little bit tougher up in the Pennines. Uh, Euro City Boy Simulations. What about a Manchester Leeds Sheffield Triangle route with a triangle junction northwest of Penniston? You're referring to the um, UK uh, high speed UK proposals. Um, you could do that, but uh, why, given that the intensity of, of service you require going over the top of uh, the Pennines, uh, I just, I just, once you've built that Y, I don't think, I just do not think you need to build that, 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 as in the HS2 Y, I don't think, my personal view is that that, that is not a good idea. You're, you're, you're going up in, again, it's, you're pinning it to Woodhead for no good reason. Uh, yeah, it's the UK, yeah, don't, if you see the UK, sort of the high speed north and high, it used to be called high speed north and it was renamed to high speed UK. Um, if you see those proposals from Colin and Quentin, They've been drawn on an OS map, and they're engin it's engineering for engineering's sake, and it just doesn't have any operational um, thought to it. Uh, and again, part of the reason for that uh, is from an engineering perspective, it might look neat to have that sort of middle, middle point around Penniston, but from an operational perspective, it's a nightmare. There's more to railways than building the infrastructure. You've got to actually run trains on it. Um, William Barter's the chat to poke on Twitter to, to query that. Um, but from an operational perspective, it'd be a nightmare. Uh, let's uh, have a look. Do, 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 please post that on. What am I posting on Twitter, David? Uh, uh, yep. Reasons why the legacy railway lines da, 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 oh, da, 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 makes Bart and the rest of the rail here. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. Um, let's see. Make, uh, maybe I can get a TBM expert on a future rail now. That's a terrific idea. I shall do exactly that, Brian. That's a great idea because I don't know much about. It. If we could get someone who was sat on one of the tunnel boring machines, that'd be great. Mike Wickham. Um, uh, no, that works, Mike. Uh, is it fair to say that railways alone aren't enough and should be designed to be integrated with other modes of transport? Absolutely, yes. Uh, the railway is just one mode. Rail is is a very powerful core of that um, for moving people around long distances, but um, it's only one part. For me, transport, you have to see it as a whole system. Um, uh, so long as you don't use the stupid MASS acronym, we're good. Right. I believe some Crossrail TBMs went to do a job in China, but the majority were either scrapped or buried. Yep, that's right. 
TBM uh, engineer on Railnatter. Can someone who one of my Patreon supporters d d message that in to me on Patreon so that I remember, uh, just in case I forget. Um, ah, the quote. Can I post it on Twitter? Yeah, I could. I could post it on Twitter with a GIF or something entertaining. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll do a follow up to this Railnatter. Eh? Oh, we're ten minutes late. Right. Uh, yes, Tom Cairns would be great. We'll get Tom on. Tom and I did a little interview. I, did I post? I think I put it on Periscope when we were at um, UITP last year. Please post the words on the orange background. Oh, you want the action? You literally want the... Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. Uh, let's go back to... Let's, 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 let's go back to small face again. This is it. It's... it's, it's Thank you to podcast time. I don't know how bad or good a job I did of explaining what was on screen there for everyone who followed this as a podcast, but um, thanks to those of you who did. Uh, yeah, and... Um, oh, uh, we need to click here because that's how that works. Um, yeah, next, next, next week. Next week. Right, things. 76 and 77 are watching How Appropriate for Woodhead. Uh, Roaming Antocrat, you're a nerd. Uh, episode 18, crikey, 18, 18 episodes of Rail Natter. Um, anyway, we're going to talk about Morpeth Curve. It's going to be a bit of a, well, there's your problem style episode. So a bit of a nod to the amazing team over there. Uh, in that it's, we're going to talk about, uh, successive rail disasters. Some of them are kind of funny, like the one that you can see on screen now. And some of them are, uh, pretty tragic and appalling. Uh, all of them involve this stupid... Well, okay, not quite. Uh, one of them doesn't. One of them is irrelevant to the curve. But most of them are as a result of this stupid curve. Uh, the ridiculous kink in the East Coast mainline. So we're going to moan about that. But, 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 I'm going to be trying something new because I'm on holiday. So I'm going to record this as a non-live rail matter. But YouTube has a, a premiere... Uh, uh, it has a kind of a, a, a premiere option, which means that it'll go out at 7... And you can all join it and chat with each other in the chat. And I might even join you in the chat. I'm not making any promises. I don't know what will be happening. But I might even join you in the chat to say hello. But the video itself, because I'm not going to be here to use the studio, studio, uh, to use my whatever this is, um, I'm not going to be here to do that. So I'm going to do the video tomorrow uh, morning probably uh, without the tash uh, and uh, post it up and you can follow it then. So that should be should be fun. Uh, I'm probably going to say things that will annoy people again about bypassing Morpeth uh, because people fought really hard to, for Morpeth to have a London uh, and Edinburgh connection. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, David Shepherd, I think you've asked that before about why not go through Manchester? Why not? Why stop at Manchester Sheffield? Why not go in each direction? Uh, demand a little bit. Uh, you don't necessarily need to. Uh, you can use that as a core. And kind of flight stuff through and then stuff can sort of fan out at either end. Anyway, right, I digress. I digress horribly. Oh, this is where to vote on future Railnatter themes. I've said that many times. Patreon.com slash Gareth Dennis, uh, if you're listening, or Coffee or PayPal. But Patreon's best because it, it, it's where you can interact. I kind of share some behind-the-scenes stuff uh, fairly frequently, although not so much in the last two weeks. Um, I owe you all... A video sorry um yeah and uh, generally tell me off if you don't like stuff i've done as well uh there'll also be while i've got that up there's going to be more live streams uh of things like transport fever hopefully that we're going to do a transport fever 2 live stream test on this rig in a couple of weeks um and uh we'll see if it does horrible jittery frame dropping or whether it actually works we'll, we'll see but hopefully it does because this machine is, is a special thing, uh, and the whole point was that it 
it, it should be fine. Anyway, 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 that uh, that has been Rail Natter. Um, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do this and this and click this button and then bring my big face back. Uh, all remains for me to say um, thanks. Next week will be exactly on time. Yep, you're right, Bjorn. Um, uh, I am going to have a break <laughs> for a week. So first Rail Natter break. Um, after the break, we're going to have, I think Lucy Pryor is joining us. In fact, I need to send her a meeting invite, actually, for that. Uh, good, good point. Future guys, remember. Um, a pleasure to have all of you join for this natter about uh, Woodhead. Uh, it might not have pleased all of you, but hopefully you'll see that it's not because I just don't think there should be a connection between Manchester and Sheffield. It's because I think Manchester and Sheffield deserve better than some rehashed former weavy little rural line that happened to, be, um, that happened to have a tunnel in Woodhead. In any case, all it remains is for me to say um, is to say cheerio, really, uh, and have a nice have a nice week. Have a nice uh, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy all of your respective activities and take good care of yourselves. Cheerio.